What's up, everybody? You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. I am Jeffrey Lyles, and this is our big milestone anniversary edition. It's our 100th episode. Thank you for listening. If you just listened to last week's show and that was your first one, or if you've been with us through each of the previous 99 episodes, thank you. Uh, I don't have all the boys here. Gunner is unavailable, I guess, at the time being. So I do have the rest of the fellas. We're going to pop the champagne, uh, throw up a couple balloons in the air. So what's up, Chief? How are you? What's going on? Just pop the uh, top on some cold duck, you know, for the 100th anniversary, the 100th episode, I mean. I, don't hope, I hope we none of, none of us around for the 100th anniversary, but the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a very slow show. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm good though. Shout out to the fellas and uh shout out to the fans. Good deal. Little brother Jace, how you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Uh glad we made it to hundred. Uh do do we get to celebrate in four more episodes uh the two year anniversary of the show? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Random question that was. The important thing is now we've made it to syndication. Woo-woo! Hey, it's time to sit back on our laurels and not do anything. Right. Jay King, what's up with you, man? What is going on, y'all, man? This is a great journey. Um, like I said, look forward to this, man. Rapping with y'all. You know, fans, listen. We, we do this for y'all, you know. Um, thank y'all for listening, for y'all's support, you know. Uh, thank y'all for, you know, making this a, an exciting thing to do. And um, also, like you said, Jeff, we're in syndication now. So who's going to pick us up? TBS, uh, uh, WB, Fox, who, who, who's got us? Who's got us? ESPN, the Ocho. Are you sure it's not going to be the uh, Venti? <laughs> well, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to Fox. I'm going to tell you that now. No, you ain't going to Fox. You ain't lying there. I could do FX, maybe. Okay. And they break down our podcast episodes every week. Here's what it looks like behind the scenes. Anyhow, so today I want to do something a little bit different from our normal show. And we're going to do a big clip show. Hey, guys, remember when we did our first show? Cue flashback music. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I put the call out to you, the listeners of this Lyle's Movie Files podcast. And I just wanted to get your take. Your questions, what you wanted to ask us, uh, we received scores, trillions, even billions of questions in my imagination. But I did get some good questions, and I want you guys to give me your take on them. Are you guys ready? All right, great. Sounds exciting. <laughs> Everybody's ready yeah. for these questions. Yes, we are. Great. All right, find that mute button faster. All right, Ham Sandwich asked, one action star in their entire action movie catalog has to go. Who do you choose? Jason Statham, Jet Li, Tom Cruise, or Hugh Jackman? Has to go? Yeah, you have to, you know. We got to get rid of them. Right. I mean, not kill them. I mean, it's not, we're not going like that. Yeah, you just can't watch their movies again. Oh, Statham. Uh, All they have. Hold on now. We got to wait. All right. One at a time here. Go ahead. ahead. All right. So, Javon, you said Jason Statham. Yeah. I I mean, well, wait, 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 wait. My choices, our choices are Statham, Jet Li. Yep. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. And Hugh Jackman. Or Hugh Jackman. 
<sighs> other than Wolverine, I don't and, and Swordfish, I don't remember any other Hugh Jackman action exactly. movies. So yeah, I, Chief, yeah, I'm, I I might be swayed. Statham gave us what Transporter, Transporter, Expendables. Crank, Expendables, Crank. I like I like both cranks. Um, Didn't he do the Meg too? The Meg, which is hilarious, <laughs> so dumb is good. Um, I'm trying to think with that medieval one he did. Which is entertaining. All of his movies are entertaining. They're not great. And, just and he's done the last few Fast and Furious. And he's done the last few Fast and Furious. So I'm sorry, Jason Statham. It's not you. It's going to be Hugh Jackman. All right, Chief. Who who's on your list? You. Wow. I mean, Javon said it perfect. You. Oh, I you thought you said go. me. Okay, you. Great. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can I convince you with X Men Last Stand to keep on? You. And Jay-Z, you gonna make this a clean sweep on our boy Hugh? Uh, man, see, the funny thing is, like, when they were talking the first couple ones, I was like, oh, ooh, I don't know. But then you add in a Hugh Jackman, it was like, oh, easy. Man, Hugh's only got, I mean, that's basically taking out the X-Men franchise. It's like, ah, hey, man, sorry, gotta go. That's that's an easy one. Like, if you said, if you had actually said taking out Hugh Jackman and put in uh, Sylvester Stallone, now it's actually. A I was trying to trying to do newer generation with that but see, one. You, you can't you can't even put Sylvester on there, man. Nah, you can't. He's got too great a legacy on that. That's what I'm saying. That's what if you put that. That's an actual like. All right, like if you say Schwarzenegger. All right, all right, all right. Let, let, let's make it fun here. We're gonna dump Hugh because everybody's dumping at Hugh for the X Men movies. Too easy. Yeah. How yeah. about we throw in Dwayne the Rock Johnson? It is. Jason Statham, Jet Li, Tom Cruise, and The Rock. Who's got to go then? Oh, shit. Now it's hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, though, can y'all name a rock action movie that you'll watch anytime it's on? Fast and Furious 6. Yeah. I mean, Run Down. Run Down. Doom. Okay. Doom. Uh, Doom. Doom. Okay. Uh, I Walk and Crawl. Okay. Yeah. Uh, faster. Yeah. Faster. faster. Yeah, Rock, Rock, that's where he's going around early, killing early people who Rock, killed his early brother. Early Rock was the shit. Yeah. Early Rock, no, early Rock was, was the jump. What was, the with, what was the one with his Scorpion son, King? Man? Scorpion King wasn't bad. I actually watched. I enjoyed that movie. Except for the, the, the CGI. Right. You talking about Snitch? Yeah, no, the one with his the one with his son was in in, in jail and he had to go. That was, and, it was Snitch. That, that was Snitch. Yeah, he was hanging out that with was the Punisher. Name of it? Yeah. Okay. Tom, what's his face? Tom Brunthal. John Brunt, John, John. That was Snitch. Okay. Nah, I, The Rock, that's a hard one out of this group. Yeah, I'm not oh, saying I'm not saying I say Jet Li. War Hero? I think Jet Li, based on the movies I've seen of Jet Li, I mean, I lose The Expendables. Hero? I, I, I lose Hero. I lose War. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> What, what was the one where he was basically fighting himself? The one? The one. The one. The one. You are all my bitches. What? You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he had the Asian joint. The Asian joint where the, the, the emperor was trying to um, unite, unite all the Chinese people under one uh, one state. And... um. 
Uh, it was like if you watch it on like if you watch it on like like high definition, it's beautiful. Uh, Fearless. At the end, yeah. Ooh. At the end, what I think the... that's the, where the arrows where the arrows come from. Now that's hero. That's hero. That's hero. Yeah, I can't. You I can't. know what's rough is Jet Li and Jason Statham have, to me, one of the one of the better. It's not a great action movie, but if you talking about all action, y'all remember War? Do you remember Romeo Must Die? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember it, but that's not my favorite movie. So I was, I was, you know, I, I don't know what I was expecting with War, but I, I came off that one kind of feeling underwhelmed with it. I'm like, I wanted more. I think I just came into that one with too high expectations. You came in I there after uh, Transporter, and you had seen Jet Li. Right. You were like, this should be awesome. Like, straight martial arts, just awesome. It wasn't terrible. There was there was good action. In no, no, movie. I'm not saying it was terrible. I'm just saying I was kind of like ah. Kiss of the Dragon, uh, what, Fist of Legend. I'm trying to. I mean, think that, the one that's kind of underrated on his catalog is the Forbidden Kingdom because we the get Forbidden a, Kingdom was good. Chan fight. Yeah, that was good. Okay, so I say Jelly. Now with that list, who do you guys take? Damn man, that, it's tough. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> I stick with Hugh Jackman. I, I'm putting him back on the list just so we can take him off. Oh, so sad. Damn. I, I'm going to have to say Hugh Jackman again. I, I can't. Dude, I can't. I can't take none of them more. Yeah, we probably can't. We ain't say nothing about We can't even talk about Tom Cruise. That's an impossible one. He shouldn't even be on the list. It's literally impossible. Yes. He shouldn't I even mean, be on the list. Edge of Tomorrow. The Mission um, Impossible series. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah, Collateral. Like the dude, dude, Collateral. Even though these aren't, even though these aren't straightforward action movies, they kind of fit in the genre. Days of Thunder and yeah. um, Top, Gun. Top Gun. You know, I can't yeah. really discount those. Tropic Thunder. Tropic oh, Thunder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to count in action. All right, all right. So, so, ham sandwich. We disappointed you on that one. But we're jumping Hugh Jackman. Sorry, right. yeah. So my man Eric wants to know, what's what's your guys' take on Dark Ray? <laughs> she um, made the dark side of the force to, too. To help y'all out, and the last, last the Rise of Skywalker trailer, we saw a clip of Ray in a black hood with a double-edged lightsaber that swung down because this was the one technological advancement in this whole lightsaber thing since <laughs> I mean seriously because I mean like whoa man, it's got a switch that's cool I mean because old boy Kylo Ren has the worst lightsaber with the little stubby sides which is only good if you're going up close and, and fighting people who have no experience with the lightsaber but Ray and likely to kill yourself <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it wasn't like it stopped on one end. Like, ooh, let me push down on you as I get pushed in with the lightsaber. This is not working. So, what do you guys think of Ray, Dark Ray? Clearly, that's where this Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is going. Ray is going to turn heel, and it's going to be up to Kylo Ren to save the day. Fellas, what do you think? <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes at that last statement. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was the sarcasm. Uh, the sarcasm was just so just a, a, a tropic storm of sarcasm there. Just, <laughs> like, oh, anyone buy this? Point, no. 
I believe everything is a dream. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Either a dream or some kind of astral projection or... I, it's all, it's all uh, Breaking Dawn Part 2. No, that... Yeah, she, it's, she's, it's, it's, it's all Breaking Dawn 2, exactly. She's going to wake up and she's like going to be in front of the... in the Twilight fight. That's what it's going to go down. Yeah. Or she, I mean, like, or she, she was a she was asleep in Luke's class, and Kylo's right next to her. Like seriously, pay attention. Come on, Alice, I mean, pay attention. A, that that would make I mean, this whole it, thing worthwhile. <laughs> Dude, they, you know why they did that though? They realized the fans. We we as the fans are like, man, the hell with this franchise. So they figured, hey, man, we, we'll set up. You know, because it looks cool on the commercial. She's standing there, and then boom, that junk comes down. You're like, okay, that looks cool, but it's not no, it's not enough for the trickery. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. at, at this point in your life, if you notice the, gin, the house made of candy and gingerbread at the end of the street, <laughs> you know a witch lives in there at this point. You're old enough to be like, man, that's the witch's house. You yep. know what I mean? When you Not were younger, you might have been like, man, right, I'm going to go nibble on that house. Now you know, it ain't no sense of nibbling on that house. It's nothing but trouble. So no matter what they do to that house, they can add some some... What's the, what's, the, what's the little stuff you get from the, uh, they put the strawberry topping on it. You only get it from Carnival. Um, well, you get the little, the little crunchies or something? Yeah, it's like, like, yeah. It's like bread or dough. They, they fry yeah, it the and little, they put the, the little crunchy topping. joints. Yeah, it don't matter. And I, I can't think of that. the name of it right now. Uh, some kind of cake or something. Anyways, I love that joint. But you can make a house of that joint. Sprinkle some strawberry. If it's at the end of the block, I know I'm not going in there. If it's in the woods, just sitting there looking delicious. Yeah. I'm not going up to it. The, and that's what forward. I think they did with the with the Star Wars trailer. They sprinkled some of that stuff on it, some of the powdered sugar, and they were like, yeah, come on, take a bite. Nah, I've already seen what you've done. I've already seen. I know what's under there. I know it's a big-ass witch in there ready to chop my ass up. Put you in I'm not going to do it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you, know, you, you know what it's like to me? It, it's, it's like seeing Madonna right now. And like a Madonna performance, and she's got like twenty young, athletic, fit, sexy dancers around her, and she's in the middle, and she's only moving her hands while they're doing backflips and spinning all over the place and doing all the latest dance moves. She is just moving her hands and lip syncing to the track. This is what that's like, because there's no look. We we we've seen two movies of what the hell are we watching? Now you're gonna try to wrap it up with with mystique and mystery and here's Palpatine out of nowhere. It just you you they have nowhere to go with it. So why not give us some give us some flash? Give us some you know some some fireworks? Give us something to talk about? But is it really gonna be something to talk about when you see it? Because I'm I'm my thought is this is gonna be one of those weird. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, vision quest moments where Ray sees herself, I'm in the dark side, or me as a, 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 a Sith. Wait, no. you mean like exactly from Empire Strikes Back? You mean like exactly what? from... No, because no. they haven't done anything like this the first series of movies. They haven't done anything like this. This is a totally original... Uh, <laughs> it's going to uh, blow your mind. Like it's going to blow your mind. I mean, and, it, and not the fact that the background mm. looks like a cave that maybe Luke was in when he saw himself as Darth Vader. If no. she's in the same damn vision cave, would you be shocked? No. Exactly. So this She could literally just, be in Dagobah. I would not be surprised. Wouldn't be shocked. So to me, this is just a, a washed up old superstar 
with with a bunch of new shiny dancers around them, just trying to keep up with the track as they just move their hands when their cue calls to for that. This ain't new. This ain't new dance moves. This, this is nothing you ain't seen before. I'm come December twenty. I'm, I'm saving my money. I ain't doing it. Jace, you got anything there? Uh, just I, I I really just think it's like the the trailer. You add in Palpatine's voice, and it's like, oh, it looks like they're fighting with the Death Star. But there's just, I mean, we just the Death Star. Well, I mean, I mean, like if they're gonna be fighting, I mean, how many lightsaber battles array in uh, Kylo's gonna do? And why are they fighting? Okay. They're, they're the hero. Know. Jeff, they're the hero of the rebellion versus the leader of the galactic first order. Is she really the hero of this resistance? Yes. I mean, what honestly, do? these, these dudes like decided to go on a secret mission just to make sure that Ray could get in touch with him and bring Luke Skywalker back, and then she didn't, and then she moved some rocks. She was dumpster diving two movies ago. <laughs> She was living. She was basically selling scrap iron. She was pulling copper out of. Uh, Again, <laughs> remember she's she's Ray is just as much of a prodigy as Luke Skywalker was. I mean, she studied with Luke Skywalker for five days, and that's about as long as Luke had to deal with uh, Yoda. So she she knows everything he does. I mean, it's all there. She got bored on the trip, you know, from with them flying the Millennium Falcon. So she decided to look at the Jedi text. I mean, she's who, awesome. But, Jace, who decided, okay, Chewie just decided, yeah, I'll let this girl that we've known for all of two minutes be the pilot of the Millennium Falcon after my boy Han just got killed by his son? <laughs> I mean, right. Han, 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 I mean Han, remember Han said, hey, you want to come work for us, man? You look cool, man. I mean, it was in that Force Awakens, man, that great movie, man. And I'm sorry, maybe my sarcasm actually was a little too, it just was a little too dry. <laughs> Come on, guys. There's nothing that makes her the hero of this franchise, other than she's the only one who has a lightsaber. But <laughs> the fact that Leia has enough force power that she can fly away from death back to the ship after Frozen getting blown up. I mean, honestly, that that's, I mean, I think I would want to talk to her since she's obviously far better at this force thing and actually stuck around for 40 <laughs> years than Luke Skywalker just, I hey, got hard, I'm good. Like, no, nothing, nothing of this movie the trailer is just like, oh, did you show Princess Leia? Oh, I think I've seen, I saw Princess Leia. She kissed Han at the end of the movie. It was a really good. Luke saw his uh, father's a ghost. I mean, the Star Wars trilogies, I mean, the Star Wars saga is over. I mean, like, this is all fan fiction. And if you want to watch it, good, good for you. I really, and unless there is a giveaway from LylesMovieFile.com, I really don't have any need to go see this movie. Like this it's is the Earth Zero take on Star Wars. Yeah, I mean it's like we, everybody. I mean I know like some some folks complain about the elsewheres of like Superman and like especially like Red Sun Superman. It's like this is all this this new Star Wars from Force Awakens on is. It's like there's no story to it. Just no. It's just and nobody. I mean, and everybody says you're a hater on one thing. It's like just tell me how the First Order started. Like just tell me the basic. If you can't do that. Then you have th- then I can hate on this movie because it is incomplete. So like, if I you can't tell me that me. it's incomplete, like, it has nothing to do with right. Ray is actually hey she started off as a good little character you know she learned how to fly the Millennium Falcon 
Then she got overshadowed by the old people because you didn't explain why they suck so hard and not doing anything. You know what the craziest part about this is, too? This fool, Palpatine, if he's back in in the last Star Wars, <laughs> or the third one, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. um, he was like, uh, I sense young young Vader is in trouble in the Mustafa system. So from wherever the hell he was to the Mustafa system, he could sense Vader. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me he couldn't sense Snoke or Snook or whatever his name was in trouble and or <laughs> Kylo Ren? trying to take over the whole goddamn thing? Get out of here, man. This is just going to appear like I've been here the whole time? Or the fact that the Vader was going to power bomb him off the bridge of the Death No, Palpatine, right, always, always remember, Palpatine is an arrogant jerk. He literally had waited 40 years to take over the galaxy, and then he did it. So he's like, man, if I don't get you, if you're, you're, you're old and you know, you're not as good as you should have been, I'm going to corrupt your son, and I know that. I'm going to literally torture him until he wakes up and just says, you know what? I don't have time for this. I'm going to, I'm going to kill father, join you. That's what he was thinking. Like, but this new stuff, hey, we're going to bring Palpatine into the back, try and save the whole thing. It's like, no, nah, don't try and tie it in with a bow that Palpatine was a bad guy all along. It's like, no. Like, you guys, you could have sent out that breadcrumb and force awakening. But no, we didn't do that. Like, we didn't make a story, so now we're going to try and piggyback onto the old story. It's like, no, all the things point to no. This is, an in, I mean, bad it's fan incomplete. fiction. It just, it just needs to stop. I mean, it's just it's like, hey. incomplete. Yeah. We had no idea where we're going with this. This is like an anthology of different, everybody's writing their version of Star Wars, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so if we had five, to, like, to me, if you're going to do this, then make separate not canon five like five canon Star Wars movies that don't have anything to do with the Jedi. I mean, I'm sorry, not the Jedi, but the Skywalker's uh, legacy, or anything like that. Just make movies like Rogue One. Get it right and do a movie like Rogue One where you don't have to be bogged down by the weight of the original story. And that's what it seems like to me. This where this new series has gotten trapped in, you're bogged down by the weight of it, and you're trying to be too nostalgic. They, they, they're just trying to do too much, and it's not consistent. You've had what? This is who's directing this third pile of garbage? JJ, JJ Abrams. JJ's back. Okay, so it's basically going to be a mixture of Return of the Jedi and Revenge, um, um, Return of the Empire. Jedi and um, Empire Strikes Back. That's all it's okay. going to be. I mean, my, my thing is, like, this. remember how, like, even if it's for all the people, quote, unquote, act like they hate Revenge of the Sith, but then you actually try and, like, hey, Revenge of the Sith ties in to every part of the story. Every, it gave you like, closure. This, this movie gives you nothing. Because it's like, if the big fight of Rey and Kylo Ren, I'm like, I've seen it, and so I don't good. know why. I mean, what's, what's at stake? Because the last time two people fought to save the galaxy, it ended up just completely going to crap. <laughs> so what are you two going to do this different than the last guy to the last the father and son the last two father and sons basically who did this to save the galaxy you guys are perfect strangers as far as we know and you guys are going to do something different you know why you and, and that's the thing Jason you, you, you hit it you don't care because you've seen it already you've seen it already I was more into them fighting together in um, 
the second film, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be into this final battle because there's been no buildup. You know what this is reminding me? Like, their relationship reminds me of, like, some, some what's my man, Bruce Willis and um, what's her name, Sybil Shepard and Moonlighting. Will they, won't they? Because this is not. Sorry for the dated reference. I'm sorry for the dated reference. You got to be born in 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 between 75 and 80 to get that one. Um, it you know because this is like Sam and and, and Diane. Will they, won't they? I That's another think, very topical reference. Nice. Very topical reference. I'm hitting them. I'm hitting all of these right at the peak of the. Gina and Martin. What happened? Come on. <laughs> but no, I mean, you don't care because, for one, I. I don't see Kylo Ren as an evil force that I want stopped. That he's not like Darth Vader where he bone he's he chills your bones, you know, like if I'm some kid, I don't feel that way about Kylo Ren. I just feel like he's like the jerk in my class at school who's kind of a bully, <laughs> but he's kind of a trust fund baby, you know, he's spoiled rotten, you know. You what? don't feel go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry, like here's my thing. Like they really wanted to be something different. Like you said that you you said the point where they really could have done something different is if the it Force Awakens I'm sorry I'm sorry uh, Last Jedi they could have actually had Ray say you know what I actually am gonna go with Kylo Ren yeah I actually am gonna learn how to you how to be a Sith or how to go to the dark side like that would have been unexpected and mm-hmm. actually could have and then this third movie could have been Poe and Finn trying to redeem Ray. Like, mm-hmm. that would have been something like, oh, I care about that. Like, Oh, my was- gosh. Can you imagine the feminists out there who'd be like, we don't need men to redeem a woman. It could have been Leia. Okay. I would have. I mean, it's like, it could have been Leia. And it could have been, and I'm sure the other one would have been like, why would she need to learn from him? It's like, she knows jack shit about the force. Like, she needs, somebody needs to teach her son. Luke's, Luke's too busy sitting in books drinking green milk from some random aliens. Like, <laughs> In fairness to Luke, the blue milk was something he's grown up on as a kid. Mm. I, I don't think he used to get it from the source like that. Just like Amparu used to make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just, like that would have been an interesting movie because I would I would actually have cared. Like if you had ended that movie at that point, I mean that whole going to the damn planet where they didn't tell, hey, I got a secret plan. We're just gonna run. What? <laughs> like, if you were done, like, had Ray just go to the dark side, and then somehow Finn finds out, it's like, oh no, we have to stop her. And then literally, it's like, oh gosh, Rob, that's an interesting take on how we. He have to was go to too movie. busy gazing at Rose at that point. Sometimes you just have to help the people that you love. Wow, Jeff, if you, I'm actually impressed you could quote some of that movie. Oh, that's really the line. Wow. I I, I didn't know. I thought we were just. I thought you were quoting. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> I've seen that movie all of one time. The next time will be the Rift Chaff version. I watched it twice, seriously, and then every other time I watched it to try and go to sleep. Because by the time you get to Monaco, you're talking some warm milk right there. You're missing, but this is blue milk, though. Yeah. Probably not as good as Blue Milk. All right, let's go on to our next question because I have a sneaky feeling we could keep talking about Star Wars. Uh, Keith asks, will studios pick up more projects from indie black creators like Sebastian A. Jones, Rob Guillory? Um, Let's say for 
a random shot. You guys don't know who those guys are. But do you think more movie studios will try to make uh, more comic book movies, more uh, properties involving black people, probably in the wake of uh, Black Panther's box office success? Chief, what do you think? Uh, not really. I mean, I mean, black movies have been doing their thing for. I mean, black movies have been making money. I mean, I, I get it. Black Panther blew the, you know, as far as a, a black cast, but black movies have been making money. I don't, I don't see them going out of their way to uh, involve, you know, uh, uh, blacks in movies now. Oh yeah, well you know. Um, I think that uh, they probably will make more comic book movies, of course, different studios or things, or you know, come up with more comic book movies. Um, but I'm not sure if uh, I don't really think that black casts matter. You know what I mean? In in that sense. Um, and yeah, when that we, sounds when like a t-shirt, t-shirt chief. <laughs> when you watch, when you watch, ultimately, I think they view. We view Black Panther as, you know, in a sense, you know, in a sense, a black movie, in a sense. You know, we come, it's all black cast, yada, 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 yada. They view Black Panther as part of the Marvel Universe. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Black Panther did a billion, you know, Captain Marvel did a billion, so on and so forth did a billion. It's just part of the Marvel Universe, whether you know, it was going to be, you know, if if someone's out there could argue if there was a white cast in that movie, it would have, you know, if there was, you know, if there was White Panther, it would have, you know, copped a billion. So, um, if it was, you know, I could probably, you know, if it was an independent film or, you know, something other than that, perhaps. Um, but in that Marvel universe, it's 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 really hard to say that to me it's really hard to say yeah uh, you know studios are going to keep investing now that the, they see how far the black dollar goes because I don't think they viewed as that they viewed as part of that Marvel universe um, you know blacks went because well it was a black cast you know um, and also you know you you got to watch the movies in like kind of like a chronological order in order to uh, you know if you're going to follow that universe. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, if we're watching this, you know, we just got off the star Wars. You can't watch episode one and then come back in on episode three. You've got to watch that thing, you know, as it, as it goes along, if you're part of that universe. And this, this universe is uh, a, a money-making uh, machine. So, you, I mean, we, I mean, think about it. We, you could damn near throw anything up on that screen, and it's going to make, you know, seven, eight hundred thousand. I mean, seven, eight hundred million, off. You know, just, you know, what it is now. That's just that that Marvel universe. It's it's to the point where, even Sony stepped back to the table. Like, uh, Marvel, uh, listen, <laughs> we fired, we fired Doug. We don't know what he was talking about. We still we still want in, you know what I mean? Like they they came back to that table. They know that Marvel Universe is 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 that is that is that is that machine and everything that it encompasses. 
makes money. And I don't think that, like I said, I don't think Black Panther uh, was, was, you know, was just solely, you know, uh-oh, Blacks, yeah, billion dollars, you know. I, I, you know, we liked it because of that, but also, like I said, it went to go, you know, it was no difference. I mean, we went to see Captain Marvel, didn't we? And we went to see all the X-Men, I'm not the X-Men, excuse me, all the, uh, all the regular movies. I mean, we've seen all the Thor movies. We've seen all the Captain America movies. We've seen all the Iron Man movies. We've seen every movie from out of that universe. So it wasn't like we said, well, shit, we're just going to go to Black Panther and the hell with the rest of them. So if you're in that universe, you're going to see those movies. And that's what I think the execs look at it like. So I don't think they're going to start making more movies with Black cats. You know what I mean? And if they, if you know, and if they do make another all black movie in the Marvel universe, it'll still do what it does. Sure, they can still make another black movie in the Marvel universe, and it'll do what Black Panther does. Because you're still gonna get the blacks to come. You're still gonna get the Marvel universe people to come. So sure, I mean, I'm sure this new Black Panther will be just as great as the the old one, money wise. But you know, will somebody say? Oh, outside the Marvel Universe, we're going to do just a black, everybody black? I doubt it. Javon, what do you think, man? It's Hollywood. They, they're going to get in bed with whatever makes money. You know? Um, look, we got Blade coming up. We're going to have other projects come up, I'm sure. Spawn's getting a reboot, of course. So whatever makes money, and you can't ignore anybody's dollars. I mean, black dollars, white dollars, Hispanic dollars, Asian dollars, because at some point in the near future, we are getting an Asian superhero movie. At some point, we're going to get a Latino um, uh, Latino uh, uh, superhero movie. You can't ignore money. Shang-Chi is coming. That one yeah. is locked up. That's and locked we up. We have uh, Ms. Marvel. It's going to feature Marvel's. I guess their first Muslim superhero on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, but Kevin Feige already said she is coming to the big screen as well. And we're going to have their first green female hero. Oh, wait, we've already done that. Right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Jace, what do you think about this? Uh, I believe that Hollywood's going to, I mean, I think Javon put it right. Like, Hollywood's going to follow the money. I mean, they're. I think I don't actually think they will do more big screen movies. I think they're going to try and go much more like the Netflix Disney kind of way. It's like so it's easier to say if it fails. Hey, we we, we totally did diversity. Like hey, we looked at look at how many shows we came out with that you know had these kind of people. But they're going to go once again where the safest route is. It's like they're going to be like hey. Historically, we know where if we have a white, you know, male lead, we're probably going to be a better business. I mean, it's a better business decision for us if it's especially if it's not attached to a historic superhero. We're better served just having a white male lead. It's like, I mean, this is why we can think of having Great Wall of China with Matt Damon versus having any Asian actor worth his salt play that play lead in that role. I mean, they're going to argue with you on that, that Black Panther and Captain Marvel both made a ton of money, and I think they are among the top five solo films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. 
check. Yes, yes. But you, you, I think she put me very important caveat. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you're talking like, say, Image or some of those other, if you're not in Marvel, if you're, let's, I mean, let's be honest, Sony is probably like, as much as they, they, they decided, yeah, that backlash and that stock price wasn't the best way to go with this. It's easier for us to just make our money with Marvel. But they're, they're in, in some point in their head, they're going to be like, well, comic book movies make money. I mean, they're, they're the new age sci-fi movie, fantasy action movie. We should look at some of these other comic book properties. Other than, I mean, we can't go trust like a young adult teen drama to bring in a giant audience, but these comic books are, seems to be right properties. I still think they're going to look at it as like, well, if that's the criteria we have, we're going to probably look at some of our traditional, what are, has been our traditional audience and that gets more people to come to them. So I'd love to see more diversity, but I think just there, I think they're going to go with what has worked for them in the past. Okay. All right. So Lawferg asked, what's your favorite Martin or Boondocks episode? I cannot tell. I don't have an answer for this because my memory on TV shows and favorite episodes is trash, apparently. Do you guys have any answers? Chief, how about you? <laughs> my favorite Martin episode is the Nino Brown episode, man. When they stole Martin's cassette player. And uh, he had everybody around the table dressed in black, and it came through with the uh, the fake Rottweiler. <laughs> man, I was crying, dude. I was crying, man. That was uh that was just a classic episode, man. Um, that one and the Witty Hutton. Uh, when him and uh Bruh Man went to sell some shirts and it was Bruh Man in a uh wig with Witty Hutton underneath uh <laughs> underneath it. And uh, he was like he was like, Where's Brother Man? And he was like, The last time I seen him, Gina, he was doing the slow bob, Gina. He was doing the slow bob. And <laughs> <laughs> that joint, that joint, that still brings tears to my eyes, man. So those are my favorite two Martin episodes. Now, uh-huh. if we're going to go to, what was the other one? Boondocks. Oh, Boondocks. The Boondocks episode, so, <laughs> um, it's not really a, I don't want to say it's, so Boondocks had classic moments to me in the episodes. Um. There was the when Samuel Jackson was on, and he was like, "Man, he was doing the uh, Pulp Fiction joint." Uh, <laughs> say what again? So he was like, "Yeah, there's known knowns, there's unknown knowns, and there's unknown unknowns." And he was like, "What are you talking about?" He was like, "Well, there's things you know you know, there's things you know you don't know, and there's things that you don't know you don't know." And he was so that whole episode was funny as hell. And then when Tom got locked in that prison, it's my booty. It is mine. You cannot have it. Hey, and, look uh, here. I like right. you. Uh, and I want Right. You. Exactly. <laughs> and, that, uh, when I, and then uh, the Chris Hansen. Yeah, exactly. When the booty warrior was with Chris Hansen. And he was like, mm, what, are you doing? what are you doing here? He's like, mm, I didn't come for no 12-year-old kid. I came for man's butt. And he's like, man, but what are you talking about here? He was like, I know who you are, Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen is what I calls you, though. He was like, uh, 
Now, you can call in them polices and do what you got to do, but that don't matter to me. He was like, uh, I like you, and I want you. He was like, uh, we could do this the easier way or the hard way. Uh, cut, this is not working for me. Oh, oh I, I, I see you choosing the hard way. I'm a warrior. <laughs> Man, dude. So, uh, so that was, you know, and then, uh, what's it, one punch, one punch butch. When Riley kept getting his, his chain stolen, Butch would come up and pop by. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Boondocks had classic moments within the episode that had you rolling. Um, and it, or, or just brought something like to, 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 to awareness to you um, that you could relate to. Um, so, you know, a pimp named Slickback. I mean, it was like some good episodes in there, man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so like that's what Boondocks brought to you, man. I just, you know, it uh, it had just like some funny things that happened within the episode. Um, but I can't remember like you know a specific episode that I was like, man, I gotta, you know, like I said, this funny parts in the episode that you just have crying, and it'd be you know, you know, more than one, but that's what I remember from off top. Like every once in a while, I gotta go back and look at that Samuel Jackson, uh. Uh, uh, Pulp Fiction uh, part. That joint is classic. Nice. Uh, Jace, how about you? Uh, I honestly did not watch enough Martin to have a favorite episode, and I don't think I've actually watched a full episode of Boondocks. I've actually watched clips kind of like people show me, and I'm like, all right, that's hilarious. I need to watch it, but I never get around to watching it. So not really good for this topic. Boo. All right, Javon, how about you? Oh, man. Um, I'm really trying to think of my, because I got a lot of favorite Martin episodes. If I had to narrow them down, I'm going to say there's two moments in Martin that stick out to me. I don't care where I'm at. If somebody starts them up, these these scenes from these episodes, if somebody starts them up, I'm going to laugh and I'm going to participate. One is when Gina and Pam got stuck at the, at the mechanic shop. And Martin was the mechanic, and he sings that song. Don't you know no good? Don't you know no good? I'm going to participate. I don't care where you do that. We could be at a funeral. If you start singing Don't You Know No Good, I'm going to be right there with you. <laughs> um, then there's the other episode where, um, God, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, because it, it, it's, it's really three. Between the Don't You Know No Good with the mechanic, between uh, ATM robberies that were happening when Gina got stuck up at the ATM and old Otis came to say today, and he oh, told yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take you down, boy. Down to the ground, boy. Between that one um, <laughs> and, God, my third one. Oh, jeez. Gina working at the Saman with Shanae. I God, I'm, I'm really trying, man. It's just too many good ones. It's too many good ones. The one where uh, when Martin was Dragonfly and, and he got his ass whooped in Nipsey, so he started playing the piano. Hey, man, when he, started, when he knocked him into playing the, uh, what was it, the gambler on the piano? And I was done. I was done. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm going to say those three. I'm sure I'm missing at least a half dozen. It's too many, too many, too many moments. Uh, for Boondocks, God, between Thugnificent moving in across the street, because that episode was hilarious. Um, 
probably the second is going to be Usher. Uh, the episode where, where Tom's wife, what's her name? What's her name? Sarah plays herself in front of Usher. And Tom <laughs> takes it a step further. <laughs> and he sings Let It Burn in the middle of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> And at the end of that video that they did, Riley says, boo, Tom, shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, I lose it every time. Hey, we say that around this house all the time. Boo, Tom. <laughs> Anytime somebody's singing terribly, that's around this house all the time. So that, those, that's my two. Even though there's more, I've got to narrow it to those two. Nice. All right. Let's see here. So, so Spicy wants to know who won the chicken sandwich war. Jace, let's start with you. I'm I'm gonna say this since I had to participate in this Michigan last week. Uh, I actually had to go around to stores to try and find this store, and they were nice enough to say, "Hey, don't bother waiting in line. We don't have it." So I'm going to say the clear 100% winner winner of the chicken war was Popeyes. They got free advertising from Twitter that they could have never got two weeks ago. Like Chick Fil A is making steady money, but Popeye sold out of chicken, like any other week they do. So, but, but this time they actually had a reason to sell out because of demand, not because of poor management ordering nothing. So, Popeye's the clear winner of the chicken wars. All right, Chief. Who do you, who do you say won the Great Chicken War of 2019? Oh. Uh, I haven't had I've had a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich I've had the Burger King chicken sandwich Popeye's has been sold out I mean they've literally been sold out but you know where Popeye's is losing on social media with the fights at Popeye's every time you every time you turn on your timeline someone is getting their ass whooped in a Popeye and um I'm like, damn, you know, is it safe to go to Popeye's? Like, like, like I mean, was it ever really safe to go to Popeye's? <laughs> well, you know, the thing was, nobody was going to whoop your ass over that chicken uh, originally. You know what I mean? Like, Popeye's is always on the shadier side of town. You never really, I mean, there's very few Popeye's in a great location. Where yeah, I'm not like, going to find one in Arlington or Right. <laughs> right. This neighborhood is great. So if you if there's one in Arlington, they probably still got the chicken sandwich. So, <laughs> so let's direct all the available chicken sandwiches to Gaithersburg. Yeah, they, yeah. So you know, like in my neighborhood, though, them joints are sold out, and then all around here, you know, in the city and DC, them joints is gone. So I have I have no command, but like I said, every time I turn on my Twitter feed, somebody is in that joint demanding why they ain't got no chicken. And ready to whoop ass over it. So I don't know. It could be a good chicken sandwich. It, it may not be. I don't. I, I don't know, man. But I know this. I refuse. I will be out on the curb with a person high heels before I spend forty minutes in line for a chicken sandwich. I don't give a good damn if if they sprinkled. They were sprinkling glittering gold on the chicken sandwich. I'm not waiting 40 minutes for nothing. No kind of food. I, you know what I mean? That is just crazy to me that you would sit in line and wait 40 minutes for a chicken sandwich. You know what I mean? 
like for a chicken sandwich. I mean, shit, I'll go to a restaurant, and if the waiter don't come to my table within 15 minutes, I'm walking out. They got 15 minutes. I can almost put my phone on the table, start the counter. If you that, know what I mean? 15 minutes, right. I'm still waiting. I'm gone. If I haven't got a glass of I'm water, gone. it's like, all right, we're done here. Right. So you telling me no appetizers, no nothing, and you still waiting 40 minutes to bite into a chicken sandwich? <laughs> come on, man. Where's, where's your respect, yo? Where's, where's your respect for yourself? Yourself, man? your time. I mean, you know what I mean? Come on, man. What are you doing, man? Like, you got nothing to do that day? You got nothing going on with your life? Like, it you is got a you fast got... food chicken sandwich. Right. You got 40 minutes to wait for chicken sandwich? You know what I mean? I could see if there was a fancy restaurant, and they were like, well, listen, we've got a five-course meal here waiting for you. Uh, it's going to be a 40-minute wait, though, but, um, if, if, you know, you're going to get, you know, a third off of the meal or half off of the meal. Can you wait the 40 minutes? Yeah, okay. We're talking a chicken sandwich with, with pickles, with sweet pickles, a toasted bun. We're talking forty. We're talking lines oh a half a mile down the street, dude. What are we doing? Like, what is going on with you? What is going? And then some of your dumbasses have waited in line just to get up there to see the sign that says no chicken sandwich. Like, mm, then you really? want to argue and fight? Right? Really? People really, my man? Dying. You waited forty minutes, cuz. You was in that joint waiting 40 minutes, 40 <laughs> minutes for a chicken sandwich. Anywhere. So, yeah. You could have cooked a dozen chicken sandwiches in 40 minutes. It's fine. <laughs> My take, hey, Chief, I agree wholeheartedly because when they started talking about this at work, I'd be like, shut up. Shut your stupid mouth. Because if you come to me talking about a chicken sandwich, I'm going to shut you down out the gate. Look, it's a chicken sandwich from Popeye's. I've eaten enough Popeye's to know that it's going to be grand open and grand closing. The moment after you finish it, oh, it's delicious. You're going to give that right back to the earth because it's Popeye's, especially if you're over 35. You're giving that back to the earth. Better believe it. But moreover than that, I give it to KFC. You know why? Because a few years back, several years back, KFC came out with quite possibly the most disgusting menu item in fast food history in America when their chicken sandwich was just two big-ass chicken breast patties stuffed with bacon and cheese stuffed in the middle. You can keep your Popeye's chicken sandwich. You can keep your chicken fillet chicken sandwich. KFC went straight America on your ass. No America, America. They stuffed bacon and cheese between two fried chicken breasts. It don't get no gang. It don't get no more gangster than that. That's a chicken. That's not even a chicken sandwich. That's a chicken heart attack. That's a chicken meat sweat. That's a that's a chicken diarrhea. That that's a chicken overload. They they did it. They did it. They they the ones that to me that's that's the pinnacle. Until you when you start making totally disgusting items where I have to question my own integrity for ordering it. Look, a chicken, a, a Popeye's couple chicken fingers on a brioche toasted bun and some sweet pickles and remoulade. That uh, remoulade, whatever. That's that's okay. That anybody can come up with that in their, their home kitchen. All right. That that don't make you, you know, a culinary genius or a culinary uh, mad scientist. 
when you start saying we're going to put everything that we have on a menu into a disgusting bowl everything that we have to offer is going to go into one bowl and we're going to sell it like a menu item this is an item when we're going to take a, a a two jumbo fried chicken breast and put cheese and bacon between it and call it a sandwich hey that's when you next level you like look i don't give a shit who sues us if they eat it and drop dead on the spot that's their fault it comes with a disclaimer look at it the disclaimer is look at it there's not there's no bread there's no lettuce there's no tomato this is just meat on meat on meat you can eat this if you want but you might be going to the emergency room that's when you're taking real risks. That's when you're trying to be ahead of the curve. I applaud you, KFC. You won this without even trying. You won this years ago. My winner is everyone but Popeyes because everyone else has chicken sandwiches available. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> How do you hype up something? I literally drove by Popeyes. I saw the sign. I went down the street to the Wendy's and they had a chicken sandwich. I'm like, you know what? It should really be that easy. Moving right along, Blake T asked us, which is the best movie of the following franchises? Star Wars, 007, the MCU, the DCU, Lord of the Rings, and Harry Potter. I'll break those down when it's time. So, uh, Jace, you want to go first? <clears throat> and do you need me to repeat those franchises? Well, yes, sir. That would be helpful. All right. Star Wars, 007, the Marvel Studios Universe, DC Universe, Lord of the Rings, and Harry Potter. Who's got the best films, sir? No, no, no. Just the best movie, the best individual movie of those franchises. So for Star Wars, you could say The Last Jedi. Yes, I could say that. You could. It's an option. I could say it's an option available to me. Uh, I think that's easy for me. That's easy for me because I actually like um, Revenge of the Sith is like one of my favorite movies. Like, I mean, it is out of all franchises that that is my favorite movie. Um, Because Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh there there that movie is really culmination of five other movies that have super invested. I mean, like that was like probably one of the first movies I saw that I can actually remember. And that was like probably the end of college, probably for me. So and A, I mean, and then you had the lightsaber duel that actually was like emotional. And they didn't actually have to say anything. It was like literally like all the bad and good was coming out in that one. I mean that those scenes. Yeah, I, I, I all the rest of them are cool, but that, that one just completely tops it for me. I mean, I mean you start from oh he's about to have a kid, then oh shit, it's all going downhill because he was trying to save his wife, and everybody's basically paying the consequences of his decisions that have been built up since he was a kid. And the fact that you already know how this all ends in the, I mean, if you watch it, uh, if you don't watch it chronologically, you see, hey, it all works out in the end. He, his, his kids redeem him in the end. So it's all good. So 
Uh, yeah, it's it's like it, it's too late. Uh, we we have we have uh, Ray for that spoiler, Jeff. Mm. Um, yeah, but that's 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 my favorite movie out of all this franchise. No, no, I was. I don't think you understood the question because you oh, went super long anyway. All right, so oh, the best okay. individual movie of the following franchises. So that's the best Star Wars, the best Bond, the best MCU, uh, etc. Okay. My bad. All right. Um, so MCU, uh, I'm going to say Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, I like the thriller aspect and the action aspect and, and, and the story of Bucky and Cap and that. So, I mean, I know the other ones are really good, but I, I, that one's my favorite. Um, Bond. I'm trying to think if it was. Hmm. Bond's a little trickier to me because I I like I, I like Skyfall. Um, I I think I'm actually gonna go with Goldeneye. I mean, I do like. I mean, Sean Bean was a, a cooler villain, and uh, the uh, Bond villains. I mean, the Bond babes, I guess, they had some of the most corny lines that will always make me laugh, even if I'm not watching them. Like, boys with toys. Boys with toys. I mean, just... Classic. It, it makes me laugh all the time. Um, and, and, the, and the guy wasn't... And the Bond villain wasn't actually stupid. So I appreciated that. Um, True. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings... Well, I mean, I really enjoyed the long and extended cut of Two Towers. Because, gosh, who doesn't need to hear more of Treebeard? Uh, but I'm going to go with the extended edition of Return of the King, even though, as my man Will says, that movie has like 10 endings. I appreciated all 10 endings of those movies because it really did uh, wrap up those three books for me. And I didn't really like the... Uh, new trilogy i mean that one was kind of like I, I i missed the first movie but the dungeon of smog or whatever was like oh here's this guy this guy this guy who looks exactly like this guy looks like that guy looks like this and he's got a long beard he's got a short beard i'm like what okay uh smog like oh okay there's yeah this is i don't care so yeah that was that was a uh, return of king easy for me and do i get another one DCU and Harry Potter. Harry Potter uh, was Goblet of Fire. I think that was the most faithful to the book and brought uh, the main bad guy back in a really cool way. And I mean, it was like, yeah, I think, I mean, that was in it. And I think if you watch that in even in uh, a good, you got a good Blu-ray TV. That thing, that's probably the best looking one too, out of all of them, because all of the colors are really gonna pop at you. Versus, even um, Deathly Hollow Two is a good film, but it's like there's because it's a night battle, some of the stuff gets kind of lost. Unless you have an excellent, you know, Oleg or something, and you saw it in IMAX 3D and saw everything possible. Okay. Uh, DC. DC. DCU or DC. DCU. That's what Blake said. 
address. I can't see them say Superman 2. All right, fine. Um, going to go with Aquaman. I like, I, I, think, I think that's the coolest one to watch in a uh, 3D. I like the humor was good. Um, I know some of them, we were all kind of worried about that movie, but I thought like the story was really good. Um, I thought Orm, uh, uh, he was a good uh, Aquaman slash Orm, uh, Ocean Bastard. And yeah, I, I, and it was an, and I thought that was uh, a very enjoyable movie. So I'm going to go with Aquaman. All right. Chief, you ready? All right. Uh, you, you, you name them, and then I'll tell you. All right. Best Star Wars. The best Star Wars for me will always be Revenge of the Sith, the, the third one. Um, <laughs> I just like when people turn evil. Um, so I'm going to take that one. I'm going to take Revenge of the Sith for 300, Jim. <laughs> All right. Uh, best James Bond. Best James Bond. Uh, you know, the problem with me, man, damn it, is I'm a Roger Moore fan, too. And, uh, <laughs> that would be a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go with my man when, uh, what, Philip C. Hoffman was the, was the uh, bad guy? Wasn't that a Bond? And a Bond? No, he was mentioned Impossible 3. Was it Mr. Mr. Bond? Okay, so it wasn't Mission Impossible. Um, who the hell was the bad guy in Bond? Uh, the one, oh, the one when they tied us, when they put him in that chair and had his joints hanging. Oh, hit him with that bag. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Now that was yeah. good, but I think I want to say I also enjoyed like Octopussy. Hmm. And I enjoyed the Bond with uh, what's uh, Barbara Carrera when she was. Like, never say never again. Write your, mem- write your memoirs and tell them that Fatima Blush was your greatest lover. And then he blew her up. <laughs> that just had me rolling, dude. So that was one of my favorite ones, too. So it's hard with Bond. I'll give, I'll give the Fatima Blush one. And then on the, on the new Bond, I'll give Royal Casino, uh, if, I, if I could. Because to me, they're like two generations. They're two different generations. They're okay. not really modern Bonds. You know what I mean? Like, if we're talking... These universes or these things, these are all one continuation in a sense. But if we're talking Bond, hell, you can go back to Sean Connery, Roger Moore. You know, you got Bond. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. All right. Let's Who's see. Next, next up, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ah, Marvel. Ah. I love me some Black Panther, and I love me some the Winter Soldier. Uh, I don't want to pick. Those are my two. I don't want to pick. I can't pick between them. I can't pick between them because if either one is on, I'm going to watch. Okay. Uh, DCU. Man of Steel versus Shazam. Well, shit, DCU only got, what, four good ones to me? It's not as many as some Right, right. Well, it's not as many as all. <laughs> it's, it's four good ones. Um, oh, 
damn you, cuz you know I you know I love Superman. Why did you do this? Um, <laughs> but Wonder Woman was kick ass. Um, and I think I enjoyed Wonder Woman more than I did Shazam and Aquaman. But I think I love Man of Steel more than I did Shazam and Aquaman. But did I love Wonder Woman more than I did Man of Steel? That's the real question, Chief. And it's funny because every time I turn on TV, Wonder Woman's on, but they hardly play Man of Steel. Right. And I don't understand that. Um... Man, I'm going with Man of Steel. You know why? Because I love it. That's why. <laughs> you you, know you took a long time to get to the one I knew you were going to choose in the end. <laughs> right, right. All right, you know, what's your, what's your favorite? I had to make it good. I had to make it good. Yeah, you're building the suspense. All right, how about Lord of the Rings? Okay, this is going to be easy. This is going to be easy. I can tell you why. Because I never saw any of them. All right, next. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. Hmm. Huh. The boy who survived. Gryffindor. Um. <laughs> did I sound like the sword hat a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit though. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Mm. This is a tough one. Slytherin. Mm. Which one? Uh. You know what? I'm gonna say, and here it is, man. And I. You, I'm going to say the last one, man. Um, And not even because I felt like, all right, so I hated the, in a sense, I hated the way Voldemort died. I felt like he died the same way, even though this movie came out. I think, I feel like Marvel copied the Voldemort death when Thanos snapped his fingers, mm-hmm. they were just like, mm, let's just take this page from Harry Potter. Because um, that's the same way Voldemort faded away. He kind of flecked off and then disappeared. I wanted Voldemort to have, like, like these Bambas was dying violently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, think of the way Professor Snape died. You are like, gosh, damn, Snape. Um, and then my man just kind of just, he just fleckled off, like, flecked. Michael's in the paint. Um, but I loved, I loved, I loved that last one. And I'm gonna admit, Goblet of Fire was good. Goblet of Fire is good because, uh, you know, the death of of, of, of of Cedric Diggory. But there were so many deaths in that last one. That's what made that one great. I mean, everybody died. I mean, and and, and listen, man, and I know people are like, damn, but like, I hate movies that everybody makes it out of. You know what I mean? Like, that annoys me because you know damn well everybody isn't going to make it out of them. Like, even if when you watch the Avengers, you know what I mean? Like, how many Avengers really died? It was what, Vision? And then... Quicksilver. Uh, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch. Well, well, yeah, Tony. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, at the end, it was like 800 of these Bamas. <laughs> yeah. And then, 
what made Endgame so good is because at the end, a lot of them die. You know what I mean? Like, yo, somebody's got to die. It, it would have been even better if some more of them died. That's hard, Chief. And I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So that's what made the last Harry Potter good because these dudes was dying. They All were right. getting killed. Um, and I love that. Uh, that was it. Who? That was it? That was all? Yeah, that was all. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad to help. You know, thanks for the question. Sorry, sorry that sounded so morbid. It was just, it just is what it is, man. You don't want to see everybody make it out. Everybody ain't going to make this train home. <laughs> all right, Jermon, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Sorry about that. No worries. All right, favorite Star Wars? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, best Bond. Best Bond. Uh, Casino Royale. Uh, two thousand six. Okay. That was ugly ass kicking Bond. I loved it. Uh, let's see. D. Uh, Marvel Studios. Favorite Marvel Studios? Believe it or not, Thor Ragnarok because it was fun. Yeah, that was. was a fun movie. It was. Definitely can't argue with that choice. Uh, DCU. DCU. Uh... I like Wonder Woman, but yeah, it's like, come on, really? Shit. I like Wonder Woman, but it just, at the end, I was like, okay, uh, you're dead. All right, great. Um, damn, man. So you're Believe it or Wonder not, Woman? I, you know, I, was, I like Wonder Woman, but not enough. Like, I put it to you this way. I watched Wonder Woman once, and once was enough. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but not enough to watch it whenever it's on. There aren't many DCU movies, and, and we're talking about current DCU, right? Right, right, just those. Yeah, I, God, I don't have a favorite. I'm sorry okay. to say I don't have a favorite of those. They're just, they're movies. <laughs> <laughs> they made movies. If All I right. have to rank them, okay, no, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. Okay. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, two Towers, hands down. And Harry Potter. Uh, the thing is, I've only seen three of those movies. Hmm. Yeah. I just, I, I never get a chance to watch the Harry Potter because there's, there's a lot of them. You watch them, I've always watched all of them out of sequence. So mm-hmm. I'm going to definitely, I owe it to my life to watch them all, right? Mm-hmm. All what, 113 or was it uh, uh, 10 including the, uh, <laughs> what is like 10 of them, right? Including the uh, Fantastic Beasts. I think it's close to 10, right, Dave? Yeah, but uh, I'm not really sure you need to necessarily worry about these new ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, they don't enhance the, the overall story anymore, do they? I'm not missing no, anything. No, you, don't, you don't miss anything on this. It's, it's, it's like, nice. It's one okay. of those like, oh, it's, we're trying to change some some background details, but it's like, nah, not important enough to care, right? Yeah, it, it, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like kind of this new stuff is very much like uh, the new trilogy of uh, Star Wars. It's like it's not almost like a, it's even though it's written by the director, I mean the original writer, it's still like, well, yeah, it, like once you get invested in the other one, it's like. Ah, uh, you you got you enjoyed some money, huh? Wanted the next paycheck to come in. <laughs> ah, I, I hear you, Wiz Khalifa. Ha ha. 
if I had, okay, so I'm gonna say this: of the three that I've seen, I like the um, Deathly Hallows one. Okay, because that, that was the second one. There was a second one. I didn't see that one yet. Uh, Deathly Hallows that was straightforward to me. I was like, that was action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I like that one. Not a bad choice. All right, we run through these fast here. Favorite Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, close runner up. Uh, James Bond, GoldenEye, Pierce Brosnan is my favorite Bond. Uh, Thunderball is pretty good for Connery. Um, Spy Who Loved Me for more. And Casino Royale for Craig. And, um, oh man. Jeez, I can't believe I'm blanking on this one now. It's the one with George Lazenby. Fine. Oh, uh, Help uh, me Our Majesty's Secret Service. Yes, that one. I really like that one, even though I forgot the name. But yeah, like that one. Uh, for Marvel Studios, if I can only watch one and I can't watch the entire experience, I'm going to go with Infinity War because it's just fun and it has that crazy, crazy cliffhanger. If I can watch all of them and build up, I'm going to go with Endgame because it's so rewarding to see everything pay off. Favorite DCU film? Um... Um, 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 um. I'm going to go with Batman versus Superman extended edition up until the doomsday fight. So I stop it at that point. Uh, favorite Lord of the Rings film. I don't know why you hate on this one, Jace, but definitely two towers. It's got the Helms deep fight, which is just amazing. Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire or Prisoner of Azkaban. But I'm going to go with Goblet of Fire because it, um, that was that was the second one where I was like, oh, okay, I can actually get into these series now. So, yeah. Uh, next question from GoGo Gadget. Thundercats or Silverhawks? Chase. Thundercats. Oh. Chief. Now, Thundercats or Silverhawks? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead. Thundercats, ho. <laughs> Javon? You need Thunder Silver Silverhawks was lame as shit. How dare you even ask that? That's the, you the dummy of the week for that. Ask for nothing like that. I'd rather you say Thundercats or GI Joe. Okay, I right, well ho 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 ho. You know right? Or mask. You know Thundercats or Silverhawks? You mean the one where they had the the the, the banjo playing pilot right. of this stupid uh, pigeon you. ship? This stupid pigeon ship. Don't ever ask that. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I appreciate you. Monstar. Right. Monstar. Look, I, I appreciate you as a fan. We love you. But don't ever ask me some <laughs> shit like that again. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Next up. Mohawk Mar wants to know, Chief, how would you fix the DCU? Oh, God. <laughs> Why'd you ask me? <laughs> they asked you specifically. Oh, yeah. Clearly, they listened to the show. They specifically <laughs> asked you. <laughs> oh, we want to hear you. Let's hear what he says. Oh, oh man! Oh, so the fans is now messing with us. Okay. <laughs> so you probably you probably listened to me rant. That that one rant where we talk about fixing the DC universe. <laughs> that one. Like, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, 
Well, we had a we had a we had a show where we talked about how would we fix the DC universe. Yes. Um, and uh, I know I probably was a good eight minutes ranting. Um. All right. Well, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to take up too much time. I'm I'm gonna do the short version, very short version, which is gonna be about seven minutes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So, nah, but basically in a nutshell, man, um, one, we, 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 we don't reboot Superman. We keep our Superman guy, right? We got to, I mean, they messed up with this damn, um, uh, the Batman guy. Ben Affleck is Batman. I don't know. You know what I mean? They, I, they might as well hire me as Batman. But, um, so we got to get a new Batman. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking about Flash. I don't know what they were thinking about the other dude, Cyborg. But here it is. So we're just going to follow the Marvel Universe uh, thing. That's all we're going to do. We're going to introduce, we've introduced, we've got Aquaman, we've got Wonder Woman, we've got Superman, right? Mm -hmm. So in essence, we've got Thor, we've got Captain America, and we've got Iron Man. And we just build from there. We bring in characters, a couple of characters. Uh, and actually, they've got, um, and also they have Shazam. Mm-hmm. They've got Shazam. So you can actually just now, at the end of Shazam, you bought Superman in. You bought Superman mm-hmm. in. You could do, you technically, even technically, dude, if you had just thought about it right, instead of doing Batman Superman, you could have done a Superman Shazam movie, which would have been awesome. Would have been mm-hmm. awesome, a movie where they fight Black Adam and, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, a person of Superman's choice, you know, whoever the hell he wants to fight. Did you ever see um, that short they did, Superman versus the Captain Adam or Black Adam? Uh, like they, they did a DC the short and it was like, oh, yeah, you could do a movie like that. Yeah, so I mean, they 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 basically just listen, listen. The, the the thing is out there, dude. The Marvel blueprint is out there. Like, follow it. You know what? Just a, just, and this is and this is so sad to say. But Sony went to D, Sony went to Marvel or Sony went to Disney and said, "Hey, look, we gonna look take this thing. All Marvel, all all uh, uh, the DC Universe people have to do is just go to Marvel. Hey, listen." We'll give you 25% of the profits, man. <laughs> Tell us. Give us, you know, let us, let us, you know, let us get in on this. You know what I mean? Let us get in I, on this. I would make an offer for Kevin Feige. Like, you know, I mean, well, however, man, you know, but let him, let him, let him get in on it. Because this thing here, man, you guys have, you guys have humped the pony on this one. And it's all bad, man. It is all bad. Um, I just, you know, when I look at when I look at this thing, man, I just like you can't. Like I saw on my timeline of Facebook, the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man came up, and I realized that really technically was only a couple years ago. Everybody likes Tom Holland now. That's fine. Okay, so we've redone it. Um, let's just 
keep some of the characters we've got. Like you, like let's just follow this this MCU uh, universe. Let's build the characters. Hell, you can bring you can bring the Justice League together, where instead of like where they all kind of just like how did how did this Marvel universe go? Did they all when they started the Avengers? like with the Hulk and everybody, some of these people, they just bought in, right? And they kind of just melded them in the universe. They didn't like, because the Hulk never had his own. No, he did. Um, he had Black the second Hulk never one. had her own. So some of these didn't. people can be put, right. So Hawkeye did. So some of these people can be put into these shows, and then finally you bring the Justice League together, which would Hawkeye, not Hawkeye, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Superman, and then the people who have been in their movies come in with it already, you know, already has Batman has the, you know, has one of the bosses, you know what I'm saying? Like you can bring a Batman into one of the movies with them and mm-hmm. just do it like that. You don't have to, like, we can do this, but you guys just make it so damn hard. You just make it so damn hard. And I don't understand why you want to make it that difficult. So, um, that's it. That's it, man. Just, we, you know, I mean, you got you got Shazam. He can, you know, I don't know if he wants to be a part of the Justice League, but he definitely can come to the table. There's a Green Lantern out there waiting. I know there's Green Lantern out there waiting. We're all waiting for him. So this is this is the <laughs> we're all waiting for you know something better from DC Universe, man. And like I said, this this uh the way they're doing it, man. It's just not. It's just not. It's not. It's not good for him, man. And and then. Why the hell are your movies taking so long to come out? There should never be a gap in your content like this. Because it ain't like they're good. Right. And then that's what I'm saying. So it's not like you're making serious money where you say, hey, man, let's sit back. We made a billion. Let's just sit back and, and give them something in a year and a half. No. The purpose of all these characters are to always have a movie coming out Every year, one or two movies should drop, boom, 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 round the clock, if not, if not three movies. You guys have a lot of catching up to do. You guys have got a lot of good movies that you have to make, and you guys have to make these things round the clock. We're not talking X-Men where everybody's all together, and you can only drop one movie a year because we're talking about you've got characters that you have to bring along. You know what I mean? And... You know, this this Wonder Woman, like I said, Wonder Woman is what, twenty twenty now? Yeah. It's what three three you know, it took what? That joint dropped in what, twenty seventeen? Yes. Come on, man. Three years for another Wonder Woman? That doesn't even make who who makes sense of that? <laughs> so by that by that logic, then we shouldn't see uh my man Aquaman, what, to twenty twenty two? Probably. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense? Does anybody feel like that makes sense? Is anybody saying, hey, that's the right call? They want to not make sure they do no right. No, not at all. Huh? Not at all. Yeah, hey, Chief, you just touched on something, right? Remember when No Limit was pumping out an album every two weeks? Two weeks? Every not two weeks. One week. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what made them one of the hottest <laughs> labels out there. It wasn't because the quality of the shit. It was because they flooded the market. <laughs> you got to flood the market just to keep pace right now if you DCU. And what I would do is is put enough of our characters out there to flood the market. Hey, look, we, we exist too, but spend the most time and put the most effort into our flagship properties like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know? That's just my, my that, you ain't asked me, but I just. Let's, let's not, you got a Green Lantern core. You could actually mean you introduced it in the Ryan Reynolds movie. If, if y'all don't like it, that's, I mean, that exists just like Marvel. Hey, we introduced Spider-Man. There was a Hulk that existed to I me. Mean, I mean, I know Jeff's right that they did make a movie, but we made a, we, we changed directions in our uh, Hulk movies. Like you got all these other things just introduce them like or just like hey we want a director for these properties like we want a director for a nightwing movie we want a movie for a a red hood like we want i mean anybody who would make up a justice league and a and the idea of a, a legion of doom versus justice league like put those breadcrumbs together like you've got like a super movie that could happen in 10 years not tomorrow not like they decided to do like scrap the whole dark side thing because that's not that 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 didn't have enough legs so do something else and go from there all right well we got a few more questions but i think for now we're gonna take a break and uh if we did not get to your question this time we will in an upcoming episode hopefully with gunner back to answer some of the questions as well so fellas it's that magical time of the week do you have any nominees for dummy of the week Jace, let's start with you. All right. I'm going to actually say, the w, so far, the W of the week is me. I actually came in, like, I, I, I kind of had a little bit of terror, a little bit of dread in my heart, because the last episodes of uh, Young Justice were coming out, and I thought they would suck. I was like, all right, man, they're going to be so convoluted, and none of these storylines will get wrapped up in the three or four episodes that I didn't watch. By the end of the night, when I had finished all four of them, I'm like, oh, okay, that was a good way to go. And it, it, it lays some good groundwork for next season. So uh, I, I, the, the fact that I had a little doubt that they would wrap it up pretty decently, I'm going to say my dummy of the week is myself. Okay. All right, Javon, you got a dummy of the week? My dummy of the week is anyone who booed Andrew Luck or went into your Yahoo Fantasy Sports, CBS Fantasy Sports, ESPN Fantasy Sports, or I'm an armchair quarterback idiot.com who may have played Pop Warner until I broke my ankle and decided I don't want to play football anymore and think you know better than somebody who's given more than half their life to the game of football. Do you really think Andrew Luck considered your fantasy football team and his decision to retire from the NFL. Well, Javon, he really should have. You know, he really should have because I've invested a lot of time in picking 10 players that will carry my fantasy football team in the week 13. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he gives a shit about your fantasy because at the end of the day, this is a man. This is a person. This is a father. This is a husband. This is a son, an uncle, a brother. This is a person. You you know, you I, I remember I heard 
God, I can't remember who it was that said it, but it was so eloquently put. You almost blame the athletes is what he said. You almost blame the athletes because they make it look as effortless as watching a fish swim. You, you, you think that you could get off your couch and do what they do. So when you hear about an athlete complaining about he's not being paid enough, or you see an athlete uh, uh, walking away from the game in his prime when he still has a few years left or complaining about an injury or a turf toe or an injury you think is insignificant, you think, what a baby. What if he worked a real job? A real job like yours where you sit at a desk for eight hours and, and, and stuff food into your face and make four trips to the vending machine, five trips to go smoke cigarettes? Where you surf the internet for at least four and a half hours of your day? Where the most physical activity you get is actually making it to the office and then sitting on your ass for the re remainder of your day? You mean that kind of job? Unlike the job he has, where he has to be in prime physical condition 365 days of the year. Where he has to train when his feet are raw to the bone. When they have to throw a football repeatedly shoot a basketball a thousand times a day run wind sprints until they're puking to have to maintain a type of physical condition that you couldn't maintain for a better part of a year of your life they have to maintain that for at least to try to have a five to ten year career you couldn't be in that kind of physical condition for one year one year you couldn't get enjoy what these people are doing and giving you because I guarantee you the same one saying that the third string player on whatever NBA franchise is a bum. Yeah, if that's the case, play him in one-on-one. -on -one. You'll find out. Good deal. Well, I'm going to go with the dudes who booed Andrew Luck as well. Because, come on, y'all are ridiculous. Jacoby Brissett's going to take y'all to the Super Bowl this year. Bank on it. Heard of you first. Okay, Why maybe not. Maybe not. I'll say that's a bank the other way, right? That's a hot well, take. No, no, hey, hot hey, take. hey, hey. I'm going to say this about that, Jeff. Jacoby Brissett has been the understudy of Tom Brady and Andrew Luck. I would like to think he's learned a thing or two about a thing or two. Uh, he may not get them to a Super Bowl, but I can guarantee they'll be in the playoffs this year. Uh, uh, Javon, I'm, I'm going to say something that's not controversial to anybody right now besides Jeff because okay. he needs this not to be true. All right. Beside the one year that Matt Castle took the Patriots to this playoff, no, they didn't even make. They the didn't playoffs. even make it. They didn't make it. But he, none of Tom Brady's understudies have gotten this team to the playoff. They haven't. You're right about that. But the thing is, with that team around him, and the time that he spent, he's learned something. The thing about Castle, right? Hold on, Javon. Castle, I got go something ridiculous for Jace. Well, this just further proves that Joe Montana is better than Brady because his backup went to the Hall of Fame. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I, honestly, I don't want to clap Castle. for you as loud as I should. <laughs> 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 yeah. Jeff, honestly, that gets a petty award. Like, that right there will, is definitely worth it. I will absolutely take it. Petty himself. <laughs> you know, I, honestly, I think Jacoby Brissett's a better quarterback. than You look at his 17 stats and what he did during, what, the 11 or 12 games he started? I think 14 games, I think, something that like that. Sucked. He's better that than broken down Andrew Luck. He's, huh? He's better than broken down Andrew Luck. He is. Yeah. 
Sad me he broken is. down and doesn't want to play Andrew Luck. I mean, like, they, I mean, like somebody was saying on the NFL Network, it's like, if a guy doesn't want to play, like, why are you, you on that? It's like, you gonna make him? I mean, it's like, you, I, you, tell me the last time you voluntarily got up at five o'clock in the morning to work out and then worked out the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, no, it's not there. It's I'll like, wait. You, yeah. You, I mean, every one of those football plays is on NFL Network. You see how their body changes in five seconds after they're retired. Like, this is not what I want to do because it's not fun. Hey, like, I'll be in people, shape, but I'm not staying this kind of shape. Hey, as I told somebody before, go ahead and go out there and let and, and spend the next two and a half hours trying to keep Vontez perfect from driving your rib cage into your spinal cord. Go for it. See how much you like it. They have a week off. And then have Von Miller and uh, Chubb try and do the same thing <laughs> on opposite ends. Yeah, next I'll week. Wait. So, yeah, I'll wait. Go for it. See how much you like it. It's like he's not like Tom Brady who never gets touched. That dude got touched way too much. Yeah. It's like, I mean, any quarterback who gets hit too much is like their league. I mean, their licensing, I mean, their, their career span is just always like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the few dudes who, I mean, who actually gets hit a lot and still playing. But you can tell him, you can tell he's hitting the point like, uh, if we don't go anywhere this year, we got a new coach. I'm done. He's done. I can see that yeah. written all over. He's not gonna. Lose. If they don't make it to at least the NFC divisional this year, he's gonna hang it up, and I wouldn't blame him. I would not blame him because I wouldn't come back for year what 15. Nah, not doing it. Walk away where I can still walk. Yeah. All right, well, fellas, let's get into football uh, next week before the start of the season. And uh-huh. yeah, we'll do a special uh, half-hour episode on the on the who we're going to think is going to win and face Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. All right. But thank y'all for rolling. I mean, it's been a hundred episodes. We've done a couple bonus episodes, so we've probably done a little bit over that. But thank y'all sincerely for rolling with me on this bad boy. Thank you all out there for listening. And uh we'll swing back in a hundred more with another big celebration anniversary episode. So for now, this episode allows movie files has been filed.